Hello, everybody. Good morning, uh, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you find yourself in the side of the world. I um, wanted to share a message with you. I was supposed to do it uh, via Zoom yesterday, but somehow we had technical difficulties. So um, I'm just going to make the video posted on YouTube and share it um, because I believe it's an important message um, that we need to hear. First, Father God, we pray to you, Father. Let your Holy Spirit fall fresh upon us. Open our minds, hearts, spirit, and soul to receive the word that we are about to receive, Lord. Let us increase in knowledge, wisdom, and discernment in the telling times which are right now, Father. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We praise your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Okay, so um, we're in a time um, right now where everything seems to be in utter chaos. I'm not saying that it has not happened in the past, but what is happening now is completely unprecedented. Um, we're seeing um, prophecies being fulfilled uh, day after day. Every day we wake up and we are like, what now? What is new? What is happening? Um, and every day seems like there's something different. Um, all around the world, I've been doing some research and watching some videos from people who have done their research. One of the things that I want to share with you is that when you listen to this message, don't just take my word for it. Do your research. Um, read your Bible. Read the prophecies. Read about these times. God did not give us a spirit of fear, so we should not be fearful of what is going on around the world in our country and in in other parts of other countries. Um, but there has been a lot of sightings of uh, things in the sky, and the Bible tells us that we will see uh, sights and wonders in the heavens. Um, and these things that are happening are very bizarre um, for the non-believer. Um, they believe it's UFOs, <laughs> um, but it is divine. It is also a combination of um, God and also what the enemy is putting out there to deceive people. One of the things that is happening in our world right now is the repetition of words that impact us. The more someone repeats something, the more we start to believe it. For instance, here in the United States, they're talking about food shortage. Uh, most of our food comes from the state of California because they have a rich land and they, they um, grow all the vegetables and things of that nature. Um, but about 77,000 truckers had to uh, leave California um, because of some new law and they cannot drive um, for whatever reason. And therefore that's causing um, what's called a delivery effect to the rest of the nation. Are we without food in the United States? Not really, but we could be headed there. I've heard the Lord tell us and it's been confirmed through other people 
to save food, non-perishable food, to save water. Something is on the way. And these are the telling times, which is the title of this message. If we look around, the word tells us that there will be famines, that there will be earthquakes, that there will be natural disasters, um, there will be pestilence. Have we seen all that come to pass? Checkmark. Yes, we have. And it's still going on. Um, the reason why this message is so important is because we need to pay attention to the time. We need to pay attention to the clock, which is Israel. We need to pray for Israel and the peace. If you have noticed, or if you do not know, a lot of leaders, a lot of countries, their governments are crumbling. In England, Boris Johnson just stepped down, resigned from being the Prime Minister of England. He was asked to leave immediately. In Sri Lanka, the President was ousted um, completely out of the country and is now in hiding. Um, the Prime Minister of Israel also has resigned. That's a big sign. That's a big sign. Um, so we should not fear of what is going on because we can rejoice in knowing that the prophecies are being fulfilled. And if we are in good standing with God, meaning we're prayerful, we're, we have faith, we know that he will provide, we know that he is with us, that he will never leave nor forsake us. And I don't want to sound it to sound like a cliche, but he is with us. He knows what's going on. None of this is a surprise to God um, because it's been prophesied. It is written. And you cannot argue with what is written. A lot of people um, have been fearful, those who don't believe or are lukewarm. One of the things that happened during the pandemic and we had the lockdown, God gave us all the opportunity to stay home, focus on him, focus on his word, so that when we go back out, we are able to minister to people. I'm not saying to shove our belief system down anyone, but when you find someone with an open heart, they will listen to you and God will put them in your, in your path so that you can speak with them. Um, but one of the things that, that the body of Christ um, has been doing is a lot of criticism, a lot of murmuring, a lot of arguing back and forth. They have infused politics with the kingdom of heaven, which is no. The kingdom of heaven has a higher law, um, which most people don't understand. For instance... Um, let's look at an airplane. An airplane cannot fly unless it has the proper engines and it's flying at an altitude, which is a physical law. They can fly at a certain altitude. Most commercial airplanes fly about 30,000 feet, which is above our weather so that the flight cannot be affected by the weather and the plane can travel at a smoother and faster speed. But there's a higher law about that. There's a firmament that we cannot um, reach. I know that there's rockets to go, but they are in our atmosphere. Um, and man has been trying to use science to prove God wrong. So far, 
no one has been able to prove that. There was once a group of scientists that says, we can do what you can do, God. We can create a baby. We can do this. We can create plants. We can do this. And God said, yeah, you can. And he said, the, the scientist says, well, let us um, take some of this dirt. In the, and God said, uh-uh, make your own dirt. See? There's certain things that are always a higher law. And with that being said, let us read the word which is in Hebrews um, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that is so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That's Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. People are going to hate you because you're a believer. People are going to hate you um, and they're going to talk about you. They're going to um, mock you because you believe in Jesus and you believe in, in what God has promised. That's okay because it happened to Jesus. When Jesus fed the 5,000 men, not including the women and children, and he said to follow me, most of them left. Jesus ran and hid because he did not want um, for these people to follow him to form some sort of army. He wanted them to lead them to the kingdom of heaven, not a kingdom based here on earth. With that being said, there are things happening around us that um, if you're paying attention, if we're being focused on the spiritual, not the carnal, not our, um, what's it called, our own understanding. When we lean our own understanding, we do it all wrong and we fall short. And yes, we all fall short of the glory of God. We are sinners and if we say that we are without sin, we are liars. So with, with that being said, what, what I want to say is this. We cannot go around... Um, expecting people to believe everything that we say. It has to live with inside us and it has to come out and it shows. We we can walk in a place um, and people will know that we are Christian. We can also walk in a place where there's demonic activity and they know that we are Christian. And when we claim the name of Jesus, they flee. They have to go. Um... And so, what is happening with the church right now? We have people who want the celebrity status of being pastors, being on a stage with a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, the worship team seems like a rock band. I am not criticizing that there's a fact there's people out there that genuinely want to worship God, that genuinely want to preach the word of God. 
but we don't necessarily always need a building to do so. We can minister to someone at a store. We can minister to someone sitting at a bench. We can minister to someone even in our home, which is our first ministry. We should show grace and mercy and prayer for our family and then the rest of the world. So in these telling times, we need to bind together, especially at home, especially in the body of Christ, quit the bickering, quit the back and forth of, oh, this is right, you're wrong. Social media has become a place where Christians are using the word of God as hate speech. That should not be so, my brothers. It should be spoken in love. If you need to correct someone, correct them in love. And if you're going to judge, make sure as the word says that it is just. And when you go to minister to someone, make sure that you go in a pair of two. So there's a witness who can witness what is going on and what is being spoken. And that person can intercede, that person can pray for you, and so on and so forth. So what it's also happening in the body of Christ, there's division. I don't see churches interacting with each other like, like we used to. We would get together and have nights of prayer, nights of fasting, um, and praying for revival, which, by the way, the word revival is not in the Bible. Um, and winning souls for the kingdom of God. You are never out of God's will when saving souls. A lot of times in churches, the pastor will call, do an altar call. And they say, repeat after me. So the person repeats after the pastor and supposedly they have received Jesus. Unless that person has an, a real encounter with Jesus, what he is repeating is what man told him to say. Most often than not, when you give your life to Christ, it is an intimate moment. And I'm saying, like for instance, you and I are having a conversation and I preach the gospel to you and I say, do you want to accept Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior? If that person says yes, because it's coming from within their spirit, that's a different story. But when we're calling out people at a pulpit, at a stage as they call it now, what happens after that? Are they being discipled? Or are we going to church every single Sunday and hearing the word of God? being spoken either with hate, anger, because whoever is preaching is also dealing with what they're preaching with, um, it's not okay. We need people who are going to be taught, who are leaders who are going to look after the flock. If not the pastor, there should be a leadership that is equipped enough to follow up. I've gone to a church here recently, and I was utterly surprised that I went to church, I filled out, you know, the guest card and blah, blah, blah. A few days later, uh, two ladies showed up to the door with a box with the name of the church on it. And uh, there was coffee and a few other things, cookies and things like that, as a welcoming package to the church. That is one of the most beautiful gestures I have ever seen. Because we tend not to follow up on people, especially the newcomers. If you're in a church where all people do is speak in tongues, that's going to confuse the non-believer because the word says that if we're going to speak in tongues, there should also be an interpreter. Not everybody understands that. So, 
And to go back about the, the signs and wonders, the word says, And there shall be signs in the sun, the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth, the stress of nations, which is already happening with perplexity to the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts falling down from fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall be that they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your Redeemer draweth night. And the spake to them in peril, behold, the fig tree and all the trees. When they know, shoot forth ye, see and know of your own self. The summer is now night and at hand. So, likewise, ye, when ye sees these things come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is at night and is at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. The heavens shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Luke chapter 21 verses 25 through 33. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal and not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. So let's go to this. People will be lovers of themselves, check mark. Lovers of money, check mark. Boastful and proud, check mark. Abusive, check mark. Disobedient, check mark. To their parents, check mark. Ungrateful and unholy, check mark. Without love, check mark. Unforgiving, check mark. Slanderous, check mark. Without self control, check mark. Brutal, not lovers of the good, treacher, and treacherous, rash and conceited, checkmark, lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God, checkmark, having a form of godliness but denying its power, checkmark. These are the telling times. We see this all the time. I went into a store the other day, <coughs> excuse me, to have my cell phone replaced. Um... And a gentleman walked into the store. Um, his, his screen was broken. It was from another company. And the young lady who tended to him said to him, we cannot, we, we do trade-ins. We, we take the phone and we trade it in and you can get up to $800 credit on your phone. But your phone screen is cracked and I cannot take a phone that is broken. It has to be in good shape. Without skipping a beat, the man called her a name that I am not going to repeat and walked out the door. And I was just stunned, stunned that a grown man would talk to a young lady the way that he did. So again, these are the telling times. Now, there's something that I want to say to you about something that is going on. It is a prophecy that is happening now, and it's in Syria. There's a river called... Uh, the Euphrates River. Um, 
And the word of God says in Revelation 9, 14, says the sixth angel who had the trumpet released the four angels bound at the great river of Euphrates. That river, meaning there's four, four um, angels that are bound under that river. And when they are released, they will consume one third of the world's population. Guess what is happening right now? That river is drying up. This is happening right now. Do your research. Do your research. There's things going on around the world other than Trump and the, the U.S. politics, which drives everyone crazy, especially people who live in other countries. And they are telling me, um, especially people from England, <coughs> excuse me, what is going on in the United States? Are they on a mission to ruin their own country? And I say, it, it's insane. Um, you, there, there's division everywhere, whether it's in our government, there's division in the church, there's division in families, there's division going on everywhere. As the church, <coughs> excuse me, we rise, we need to rise, and we need to rise in intercession, not just uh, prayer. Your your prayer time and your intimacy uh, with God is something that you do alone. Um, intercession we can do in groups or we could do alone, which is a different type. That's standing in the gap for someone, standing in the gap for a system, standing in the gap for a government, for a church, for a church member, for a leader, um, etc. Most people are so, <coughs> excuse me, so um, wanting a title, but not the duties that go with it. What good is it going to be for you to be called a pastor where you're not winning souls or creating disciples? What good is it going to be if you're going to be called apostle and not plant churches? What good is it going to be if you're going to be a prophet yet you're speaking out of your own feelings and not by the Spirit of God. The only person that can correct the prophets besides God, of course, is a prophet. A true prophet, a true prophet will speak what God tells them to speak. And it's always aligned with his word. He is the word, so therefore it has to align with what he says. So we have the prophets. We have evangelists. An evangelist, John the Baptist was an evangelist. He preached outside of a building. We invite evangelists to churches to minister to people and evangelize to a group of people that are supposedly already saved. I don't understand that. We have teachers who have not been given the sources and the, the tools and resources to teach properly the Word of God. Um, and we have... Uh, pastors who are teaching the prosperity gospel or they're teaching erroneous things. For instance, there are pastors here in the United States who have um, confessed and gone on to social media and to television and apologized for their wrong teachings on tithing. Um, there's a pastor that says, if you ever read a book, that I, that I wrote about tithing 
or you ever bought a video that I ever wrote about tithing, anything like that, throw it away. The Bible tells us that God loves a sheer forgiver. And yes, we are to take care of each other, especially those um, that are in the house of God, but also our community. And we could do so with a simple meal, with a simple thing. We don't have to have riches and glory. That belongs to God, and He will supply our needs and give us what it is that we need for His people. He loves people. He wants no one to perish. So when we show love to others, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> um, we're showing them God. <clears throat> excuse me for a moment. We're showing them God. We're inviting them to God. And we let God do the rest. I hope that this message opens your eyes spiritually and your ears tuned into the Holy Spirit to see what is going on around us. For years, people have said, Jesus is coming soon. <clears throat> we have to remember that a day to God is a thousand years. <clears throat> so... For thousands of years, we have been hearing this, but the book of Revelation is opening up itself. Many preachers do not preach on the book of Revelation because either they don't know, they don't understand it, and it's so complex, but it really isn't when you're guided by the Holy Spirit. So let us focus on Jesus. Let us focus on the things that are above. Have no fear. Move boldly, preach boldly, preach truth, speak life into people and not death. When someone is going through something, someone falls or someone backslides, please, please do not condemn them. Do not make them feel worse than they already do. Most people, when they're going through something, feel worse about themselves than anyone else that can make them feel any worse than that. Speak life into them. Speak love. Speak the word of God. Restore. Redeem. Our deliverer does all of that through his power, not our might, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the power of being able to connect with the heavens and collectively with a cloud of witness who is cheering us on to move forward <clears throat> to know that in these times, we are not alone. That there's angels moving in our favor when we speak the word of God. When we move in the word of God. When we move towards what it is that God wants us to do in the moment. In a season and in an assignment. And if he ordered the pizza, he will pay for it. In other words, if he gave you an assignment, he could give you everything that you need to accomplish that assignment. Okay, so I just wanted to share that with you. And I pray, Father God, that this word has reached where it is that you want it to reach. May it minister to all of us, Father. It has certainly ministered to me. I thank you for the revelation. I thank you, Father God, for those who are listening at the sound of my voice. And I ask that you bless them, that you protect them, that you enlarge their territory, O oh God, and that they grow spiritually, that they are able to minister develop other disciples and father that this word be not be a word of offense but a, a word of correction and confirmation of what it is that is going on 
You, Father, nothing is impossible. So therefore, we will not fear. We will put our trust in you. And we ask you, God, that on a daily, daily basis, we come to you and you give us knowledge, wisdom, and discernment to move forward. I ask you for all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I love you. I pray for you. I take care for you. Keep me in prayer as well because we're going to keep moving forward and we're going to reach the victorious line of saying, yes, Jesus, we praise you. Amen. You take care.